trust your mind with us Kick up your feet, lay back, relax your soul and trust that We can add some shine to your day With some coconut oil Hi, and welcome back to Coconut Oil Podcast. I'm Mira, and... I'm Brittany. And today's episode, we will be talking more about motherhood mm-hmm. and kind of getting into the nitty gritty of specifically, I think, like kind of raising two boys alone as yeah moms and, you know, that whole dynamic with mm-hmm. how do you do it? How do you Is do it? Is there a right way? Uh, no. <laughs> do books help? Books don't help. Other people telling you what to do doesn't help. No. Like one of the things um, during my pregnancy, we're taking it all the way back, um, was people would always say all these like cliche things to me like, oh, you know, enjoy it now because once the baby gets here, you're never going to sleep or, oh, you know, like make sure and take lots of pictures like, you know. The first year goes by so fast. It goes by in a flash and you're going to blink and they're going to be, you know, a teenager. And it's just like, yes, yes, yes. Like, I I know. I know. Like, I've heard it a million times. And then after he was born, Mm -hmm. um, I should have rested then because (laughs) I didn't get any sleep. And I, you know, wish I took more pictures because it went by in a flash. It was so crazy how all of these cliche things that people were saying to me at the time, I was like, okay, like, please next. Yeah. Who else has one? Because I'm tired of it. And then like, as it's happening, I'm like, oh my God, they were right. This is what they meant. This is exactly what yeah. they meant. And I, I feel bad about it. Um, and then I feel like the same thing happens with once you find out it's a boy, and they start saying all those cliche things to you about boys, you know, and they're like, oh, you're going to have to, you know, watch them extra yeah. careful or, you know, this, this and that. And it's like, OK, yes, I'm going to watch any child I have. You Obviously. know, who cares if he's a boy? <laughs> like, you know, it's my child. But yeah, things start happening. It's different. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I have to watch you extra it's careful. Like, oh, so this is the reason that women live longer than men. Yeah. Like, I get it. I yes. get it now. And <laughs> I feel like I have this just, I don't know, there's something in me that is like a heightened sense of preservation of life. Like I never wanted to do anything that would like I f- would feel like would hurt me. Like I never wanted to like go super fast on my bike. I never wanted to jump off of high places. I never wanted to, you know, pretend I could fly and like jump off, you know, like the top flight of stairs or whatever. And like all of these things are what Carter loves to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say that I didn't do those things. Um, because it was just me and my brother in the house. And so my sister's 16 years older than me. So Mm -hmm. it was like, I didn't grow up with a lot of like female influence other Mm -hmm. than my mom. Oh yeah. But we always had like multiple boys over for my little brother and like his football team and like all these things. So So you, I was that kid that like we would literally take a laundry basket and (laughs) we had a basement at the time. Oh God. I'll never forget. There was this one time that we wrapped my little brother up in this blanket Mm. and then we put him in this laundry basket. And it was one of those taller laundry baskets, not like the rectangular ones, but kind of like, it's circular up top and it stands up mm-hmm. and we put him in that and tried to slide him down the stairs and he flipped out and of hit course. his head on the railing <gasps> when he went down. So he's fine. Like he's 26 and he's great now, but um, I know, but like as a mom, as a mom now, and yeah, you're I'm thinking like, back what, and you what know, was I doing? You're how old were y'all? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Cause he's three years younger than me. So probably like 10 and seven younger than that. We had like an empty playroom also mm-hmm. in our basement and we would take a desk and put the desk in the corner <laughs> and then take all the pillows from the house, all the oh blankets and put them all over the floor. And we would do flips off of this desk. <gasps> <laughs> I remember one time I landed on my head and wouldn't tell my parents. They were like, so what happened to you? Why are you like, why are you in so much pain? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I must've, I must've just woken up like this. Like, why are you drilling out of one side right? of your face and your eyes twitching? And I'm like, it's, it's a miracle that I have alive today with the stuff that we did, like yeah. just jumping off of things. And I see my kid and Asher, like he 
does all of those things. And he's so much like my little brother. Like my parents always laugh and say that, you know, cause I'm one of seven. Mm-hmm. If he had been the first, my brother, he would have been the last. <laughs> and so he was just, he was a handful. <laughs> and, um, my mom actually used to call him the caboose. And for the longest time he thought that was his name. And she had to explain to him that that was just what he was yeah. in, in, in the lineage. Like, yeah. Yeah. But boys are, boys are, they're a lot. You gotta yeah. watch them. That's Absolutely. true. Yeah. I, cause like, that's so interesting that like you grew up with like all brothers and like yeah. boys around the house. And for me, it was me and my sister and we were playing Barbies. Now, mind you, our Barbies did a lot of adventurous things. They were rock climbing. Um, there was murder mystery. There was scandal. There was adventure, all of that, but it was in a safe place. You know, they would go outside and, you know, brave all kinds of weather. And, but it, that was about as the extent. Yeah. Well, I, I like to climb trees. Okay. Yeah. That's about as crazy as I got. (laughs) So whenever, you know, Carter came along and he's like jumping here, jumping there, he wants to like ride his scooter from the top of the parking lot which is like an incline into the street he yeah. like he's like well i gotta get momentum and i'm like no but you don't it's okay you don't have to get <laughs> momentum and like my brain just doesn't work that way that his does that is just like it's like he doesn't care like yeah he doesn't think of getting hurt no because he doesn't see it like my dad it used to annoy the shit out of me by the way but he used to come up with this little scenario and this metaphor of there's a cat and then there's this cage with a bird inside of it. And so the bird just wants to get out because the bird can't see the cat. Mm -hmm. And as the owner, you're protecting the bird because they can't see the danger that's around them once they get out of the cage. And I feel like a lot of the times it it's good now. It was annoying as hell when I was growing up, but it's great now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I feel like we are as parents, you know, our kids want to, and I feel like that's with any parent, whether you're a boy mom or a girl mom, if you're a parent period. How do you feel about that term boy mom? I I hate it. Honestly, I picture white women that are soccer moms and have the shirts that say, I'm a boy mom and like hashtag boy mom. Like that's, that's what I pictured. So I wish there was a better name. Um, actually I wish there was just no name. Mother of child. I I take that back. Mothers. We're mothers. Eliminate boy mom. And I'm, I'm, I'm a mom. You're a mom. Yeah. That's what we are. Girl, mom, boy, mom, girl, dad, boy, dad. But I mean, like I get it. Yeah. I think the phrase kind of annoys me because it's it's very much I don't know if you know this word, chuggy. Don't. <laughs> okay. Is this <laughs> it's not this does not count as my vocab word. Um but someone on TikTok coined the phrase chuggy as like this like really cringy, like millennial turn like turn yeah like so stuff like um stuff like boy mom or you know like just awkward cringy things so i feel like yeah it is cringy but at the same time it it does hold a category yeah of its own i mean it does i mean there's there's a sense to it for me boy mom doesn't necessarily mean like every time i think of like a boy mom shirt i think of like some sort of a ball on like as in place of the o for boy like on the shirt Uh so they either put like a baseball or a soccer ball or whatever and asher's finally into soccer but like he's he's sensitive his little cancer side just is real real strong in that one and so (laughs) you know when it comes to sports like he gets his feelings hurt so easily yeah and maybe sports aren't going to be a thing. Like he loves to build stuff and he likes engineering things. And so I feel like boy mom is so stereotypical and that's why it doesn't really like encompass everything and like who a child really is. It's just kind of like, what does the stereotypical boy do? And that's what I always think of when I hear that phrase of like a boy mom. But like when I hear it, I think of what it takes to be the mother of a boy 
you know, like that part, it makes sense to me because like we were saying, like you have to keep an extra eye on them. Like they're so much more rambunctious. Like, honestly, they just really are. And, um, the sentiment of that phrase, I feel like is pretty true, but the phrase itself just, it irks my soul. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So Carter is nine Mm -hmm. and going into what grade? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's. I'm not excited. Is he excited? He's not excited. Okay. He hates school. Okay. Well, he, (laughs) I, I don't know how I can like help him to love it because I loved school. I've always loved school. I still love school. If I could go to university for free and just like take classes and just learn stuff, I'll write the papers. I'll do the PowerPoints. Well, for free? No, I can't. You can always, what is it called? Um, God, I can't think of the name. Scholarships? No, it's not a scholarship. Like you can literally go and take the classes, but oh. you're not getting a credit for it. Oh, but if like audit. You, if that, yeah, you can, can go audit, audit classes. Class. So like, yeah. if you really just want to go to school, just to go to school and like learn yeah. and write papers, I could. I mean, that's a thing. But I also don't have the time. That's this is that's the other part of it. Also, it. Um, <laughs> talking about Carter not liking school. Yeah, <laughs> I loved school, so it's one of those things where you're like too close to the forest to see the trees, you know, or like how, whenever you have like a professor who's like been in the field for, you know, decades and they know the subject so well that they don't know how to teach it yeah, because they just get it. I feel like that's how I am with Carter in school is like, I never had to adjust myself and learn how to love school. I just always loved it. And he hates it. And I'm like, what do you mean you hate school? Like, what do you mean you don't want to read? Like, it's like pulling teeth to get him to do anything. And it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't want to mess with, I don't want to have to deal with like the temper tantrums that come with it. Yeah. Like this summer, they sent him home with a packet of schoolwork to do, which makes sense. You know, you just need to brush up a little bit on you're prepared for the next prepared for the next grade. Like it makes complete sense. And like, I think the first couple weeks I had him doing like, you know, a page here and there. And he just like kept, he was just so miserable about it. And I was just like, forget it, forget it. And like, I feel like such a terrible mom because it's like, you shouldn't allow your kids to like dictate you know, like they should not be in control. They shouldn't be able to like dictate how you parent. You should parent them how they're supposed to be parented, regardless of how they react. But I'm just so tired of it. I'm so tired of every page, every question hit like literal tears streaming down his face that he's not worked on the packet since. <laughs> Two weeks into summer. And um, looking back, I'm like, okay, this year, this year is going to be better. Yeah, it is. We're manifesting it. It's happening. It's it's going to be a great, he's going to love school. He's going to love school. I'm going to love dealing with it. Mm, Maybe, maybe they offer like tutors and maybe he just, maybe it's with you and not like a you thing, but just like. You with know, your own when, with your own parent, like kids just act different. They really do. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm, this year is going to be better going into fourth grade. And like looking back on fourth grade when I was in fourth grade, fourth grade was a little challenging. Like that's yeah. when like papers are getting longer, you know, like reading assignments yeah. are getting, you know, more difficult. Like math is definitely more difficult. Oh, and new math, like. I, you remember the phrase like is that that new math but yeah. like for real like it's new math it I is. remember coming over and trying to help Carter with his math homework that one time yeah. and I was frustrated because I was like why can't I just do multiplication the way that I've always done multi- multiplication right. like the answer is going to be the same yeah what what is this right what is why yeah why it makes no sense to me yeah. to this day it was <laughs> it's not good at all no Mm-mm. I'm hoping Asher likes school. He's, I mean, he's going into first grade, 
but he's had like this severe anxiety all summer about first grade. He's six. Like <laughs> six year olds can get anxiety. I mean, like, I'm not saying that he can't get anxiety, but it's just to me, it feels so random. And it's not just like a we're not talking about first grade when he gets the anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll be sitting there and he's like, I'm scared of going to first grade, mommy. And I'm like, why are you afraid? He's like, I don't know. I just am. And I think that's so difficult, like with kids, because you can't really it's hard to get to like the root of where all those emotions are coming from for them. Right. Like, cause they don't even know they have no idea and they don't know how to like express that to you of like, well, you know, maybe I'm not really scared of first grade. Maybe I'm scared of this other thing. Maybe it's just because it's new, like, yeah. you know, and they you, can't express there's that. There's no to way you. to know none that that's what they're like actually feeling. Absolutely none. And like, chances are my kid's probably going to be in the same class as like the kids from last year because You know, he's at a private school. They're really small classes. Mm -hmm. And I just, I I don't, I don't know. And he loves kids. He loves other kids. And he's, well, I mean, he loves them, but he's shy like me. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny to me how you, once you have a kid, you really start like seeing yourself in them. Yeah. All the parts of you that like, I don't want to say like the parts of myself that I hate, but the parts Mm -hmm. of myself that I really had to work on and change mm-hmm. as an adult. Yeah. And like seeing it pretty much like being reflected back at you in this little form of yeah. you, like this. No one ever just, tells you. They don't tell you that or at, at least all. Maybe if they said it, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. Like there's things that Carter does and like ways that he reacts that I'm like, that's me, but also I didn't know that that was a problem that I had. Like there are new things coming to light. Yeah. Like, um, I, apparently I can be very impatient with things. What? Yeah. Um, (laughs) you know, if he like, if he drops something or spills something or, you know, like any like little thing happens immediately, it's just like, Oh, oh, why did this happen? And I was like, that that's definitely me because like I can, you know, look back and like remember on times where I've acted that way. And I'm like, this is so much a part of who I am that I didn't have to teach this to him. He literally has just like watched watched me (laughs) and picked up these bad habits. Yeah. And it's so scary because I'm like, what else is there? Like, what else is going to come to light, you know, or like things that I know about, you know, because like when I was a teenager, I was, I mean, teenagers are inherently selfish anyway, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I could, sometimes I was like not a very good friend, you know, sometimes I was mean, sometimes I was mean to my own sister. Like, yeah, what, how is that going to come out, you know? How is that going to be reflected into him and who is he going to start bullying? You know, like, oh, it's just like all these things that you start to think about. And it's like, it's scary. It's like overwhelming, you know, because I know for me with Asher, the anxiety that I see in him scares me because I dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and, you know, suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. in high school and being so afraid of like everything and people just looking at me in the face because I had such a hard time with just looking people in the eye Mm -hmm. Um, and seeing that in him now, like it, it scares me. Like it's scary to think that this could be some continued thing that he has to deal with, especially since it's starting and showing so early in his age. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even sure if I showed those signs. I know I was really shy as a child, But I don't know if I was to that extent or if my parents just didn't see it or what it is. And, you know, I think we take what we can from the way that our parents have parented us (laughs) to an extent. Right. We take the good things and the good parts, the parts that we like, if there are good parts. But there are some parts of our parents parenting that we carry on, you know, to our kids. Like there's some stuff that I've done with Carter that I'm like oh, my mom used to do this and I hate that. And I, like, I stopped immediately because I was like, that is not how I want to parent. Yeah. And it's easy to fall into that at first because we're still learning. We're always learning. That's all you know. (laughs) That's all you know. And you you go off of what 
you grew up with, what was done to you. Right. And so it's, it's a constant, like every day, like, what do I need to do now? Mm-hmm. What is it that I should change with my parenting or what am I doing yeah. wrong? I think I asked myself that question probably every day. Like, what did I do wrong today Ugh. as a parent? That's so and hard. <laughs> it's like, that's so. and hard. I feel like there's so many things yeah. sometimes. And I don't think I'm ever, obviously there's no such thing as a perfect parent, No. but I know the things that I don't want to pass down to him. Yeah. And I apologize to him a lot. Can I? So thank you. Yes. High five. Yes. High five to apologizing to your kids because that makes such a difference. And it sounds crazy, but like, I don't think my mom ever apologized to me when I was younger. Yeah. I'm. I can't think of a specific time where she might've needed to apologize to me, but I know that that's such a foreign concept to me because sometimes whenever I do need to apologize to Carter, like there's something in me that's like, (laughs) you shouldn't have to apologize to him. He's the child. He's the child. You're the parent, you know, like he should be doing it. And then it's like, this other side of me is like, no, right. Are you crazy? If you like, fucked up, you fucked if you, up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you did something wrong, then apologize yeah. because that's what humans should be doing exactly. to other humans. Period. And you know, I've ever since I started that, cause like, honestly, I don't think I even started doing that. And for like a few years, you know, maybe, I think maybe he was like four or five before I started kind of, it was like, it was like, I had to swallow my own pride, mm-hmm. which is so weird. Yeah. I created you. Right. Like you have to be here. Right. Like why, why should I be prideful in apologizing to a part of myself yeah. virtually? I mean, that's literally what they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your little heart grew legs and arms and just a walking new brain outside of your body and just, just walking around and living it's, its like, own life. Why, like, why is that so difficult to have to like, is it being vulnerable? Probably. I mean, to your kids, like, is it, it's that. And I think it's being vulnerable with yourself because you have to admit that, Hey, like I was wrong. Yeah. And to really, five year old was right. <laughs> right. And I mean, honestly, like that's so much, like, I feel like when they do things that irritate us, mm-hmm. um, it's more reflective on us than it is them. Yeah. Yeah. So it really shows us like, why are you getting irritated at such, like he's being yes. a kid and I have to tell myself that so many times because Asher's pretty mature for his age. Yeah. But at the same time, he's still six he's still a and like in my head, you know, I think I remember calling you after, um, he had, or no, I was with you and he called me and we heard him on the phone mm-hmm. and it just kind of like reignited that whole idea of he's he's actually like a baby like it just reiterated that for me because in my head sometimes when I'm talking to him in person I'm like oh like he's he's just a kid like he's just this little kid like he's so smart and he Mm -hmm. can do all this stuff and like I feel like my expectations are too high for him sometimes yeah to like meet this certain level of maturity and then hearing him on the phone that day I was like he's he's a literal baby like he's a child he's so little and even his height makes me think that he's older sometimes because right, the kid is tall. Both of our kids are tall. Carter's are. almost as tall as I am, and yeah. I'm 5'7". Somebody told me at his party that they thought that he was a teenager. <gasps> at Asher's party, they were like, who is that? First, yeah, well, okay, because Carter has long oh, hair. Yeah. So, of course, it was like, who is the little girl that was there? And I'm like, <laughs> that was not a girl, that was a boy. Yeah. His name is Carter. You've met him multiple times. It's fine. It's okay. It's it fine. happens. But, you know, he's also not a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> he's nine years old, the same Neither age as your kid. One of yeah. them. No, they're they're babies. Yeah, they're these little moldable minds that irritate the shit out of us sometimes. But mm-hmm. like, you know, that's okay. We still love them. Yeah, and um, we get that a lot. We'll be out, and people will be like, "Oh, she's so pretty," and I'm like, "Thank you." He is really cute. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't bother me. And I don't think it bothers him that mm-hmm. people will say like she or her yeah. instead of he or him, um, which I'm glad it doesn't yeah. because it's like, of course. I, I try and kind of like reiterate to him or sort of like point out to him as, you know, as often as I can that like, 
people are just people kind of thing. You know, yeah. like if we're like, if I'm scrolling through Instagram and he sees like a guy with a beard that has like a full face of it, like a beat <laughs> face, you know, he would be like, is that a girl or a boy? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. It does matter. We're, you know, we're not here for that. Right. We're here because they have a full because face of, makeup. of amazing like, makeup. Let's focus on the yeah. crease cut. The blend is perfect. The eyebrows are arched yes. and it looks good, you know? And I th- think that that has sort of carried over into when people say she or her instead of he or him. So he's, he's just comfortable with He's it just he's like, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like he knows who he is and he's okay with that. Yeah. And, you know, we would take him to get our nails done mm-hmm. and he's been, we've been painting his nails since he was like six or seven. Yeah. You know, just, he was like, Hey, like I want to do my nails too. And it, it's in those moments where you have to go, how am I going to handle this? Yeah. You know, am I going <laughs> to tell him no? Because right. I almost did only because he was still in school at that time. And I didn't you want didn't him want to get bullied. You know, I didn't want people to be like, calling him names or saying this this or that when he doesn't understand that like he doesn't understand that kind of hate to try and pick on somebody because they have nail polish on and I was like you know what like this is just one of those times and so I was like yeah like yeah let's you can paint your nails and um, I remember my mom was like are you gonna send him to school like that and I was like yeah And you know what? That's just going to have to be another conversation that we have if something does happen. Yeah. And I remember telling him before he went to school and I was like, hey, you know, boys don't always paint their nails. And at your school, there may not be a lot of boys who paint their nails or think that boys should paint their nails. But if this is something that you like and this is something that you're comfortable with, then don't let anybody tell you, you know, whether or not you should do something with your own nails. Right. And of course, you know, I'm like going into this deep (laughs) conversation. conversation. I'm like, you can do it. You can be the best you. And he's just like, okay, Okay, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, can we go now? I'm late (laughs) for school and I'm just like, yeah. Well, it's funny that this concept of, like sexuality is put on something so simple as nails. Yeah. And that's always bugged me. Like my little brother, since I didn't have a lot of female influences, mm-hmm. I did play with Barbie sometimes mm-hmm. and things like that. But like my little brother was my life-size Barbie. <laughs> so <laughs> my mom had wigs, like she oh had God. heels. And so I, I would it. dress him up in dresses and he would walk down the street and like strut his stuff down yes. the street and he's straight. Yeah. So like, it's not, to think that something as simple as, oh, you put your little boy in a dress or you painted your little boy's nails is going to cause them turn to be gay. gay. It's going to turn them gay. That's what you did to them. Like, that's, that's not, not how, how this works. works. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> I remember. Ugh. Okay. I'm not going to say any names. This person that I worked with, mm-hmm. they were giving me a ride home and they were talking about their son and they were saying like, oh, I don't want to get him. Or they were like, he loves Frozen. He loves Anna. He loves Elsa. But I don't want to get him an Anna or Elsa doll for Christmas. And immediately I was like, why? Why don't you want to do that? You what? you don't want to get him an... But, he, but you but just said he, he loves wants, right? Like He loves Frozen. He loves Anna and Elsa. And you don't want to... I was like, why not? I know where this conversation is going. <laughs> and they were like, I'm just afraid that if he plays with dolls, he's going to turn out Be a gay. decent person? Right. Sorry. Know how to take care of his children? Um, <laughs> and I was like, excellent. Um, first of all, I was like, if your son is gay, he's going to be gay. Right. Getting him a doll or not getting him a doll is not going to change that. But what will happen is, you know, I told them, I was like, if you get them this doll, you're getting them something that they enjoy. And honestly, it's going to build a lot of yeah. developmental skills for them. Like, there's no harm in getting them this doll that they want. And they were just like, yeah, I guess so. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you're not getting this went in it's one ear and out the <laughs> other. And... I just hope that 
those kids that have, you know, people in their lives who want to sort of like make them do one thing or another based on how they think they should. I hope that this world that we're coming into is going to be a really good opportunity for them to kind of say, well, they're not doing it like that. You know, right. He's painting his nails and I've always wanted to do that. So why can't I? I'm just going to do it, you know, or, uh, you know, on the other side, like a girl doing something that, you know, guys traditionally do, which honestly, I don't feel like has ever been that big of a problem. You know, I I will say that I was pretty much like a tomboy growing up and Um, nobody bats an eye. mm, Like some of them did. Like I got called. I remember one time. So I was with a friend and we had like basketball shorts and mm -hmm. t-shirts on and we were just walking down, um, the street in my grandparents' neighborhood, go into the store or like to a restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this car drives by and they yell the D word at us, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was like one of those moments for me where I was like, really like, first of all, I played basketball. I played softball. I, <laughs> my, my five foot five stature, um, I really thought that I was going to be a lot taller. Aww. So when I was in like fifth grade, my dream was to be the first woman in the NBA. Yeah. Oh. Like I was like, I know there's a WNBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. There's a but like for that. There is. But I was like, I'm, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to make it to the NBA. Can I just tell you, <laughs> I love how ambitious your brain was even back then. Like even something as, <laughs> as ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. As yeah. The first woman woman NBA the player. first woman NBA player I just love I love that for you yeah I love um, that part of your brain and I hope it's still there obviously that, that dream died dreams <laughs> through the roof <laughs> <All> the <way laughs> into through. the atmosphere into space um amongst the stars I think <laughs> to that's infinity so, and beyond yeah that's... I think that's so precious I love that thanks You're I welcome. was terrible at basketball <laughs> <laughs> So I, I was not aggressive enough unless someone upset me, but I mean, that's also turned into like a real world problem (laughs) that we've discussed on many occasions. But, um, yeah, like I just had this dream of being, you know, like I just, I loved being with the boys Mm -hmm. and I had some issues with that because for me, I naturally gravitated more towards men and I still kind of do to an extent, Mm -hmm. but it's not like in school. I just didn't want to talk about makeup. I'd rather get out there on the basketball court. I could shoot. Okay. (laughs) So I could shoot. I just wasn't good. I just wasn't good at defense. I was great at softball. Softball was my sport. Basketball was Mm -hmm. not, Um, but like at that age, you know, I just, during that developmental age, I started to develop Mm -hmm. and then the boys started to notice that I was developing and it became different. And then I wasn't allowed to necessarily roughhouse with the boys like I used to, which for me, that was like a big kind of turning point. I remember when I like got my cycle at a young age, Mm -hmm. I was eight and yeah, um, I was eight and I got it for like a day. It was really weird. And then didn't have it again until I was nine, but it was like full blown. Oh my God. Still really young. Yeah. But like full blown. And I remember coming to school and I had like a training bra yeah. and the girls were making fun of me because they said that I stuffed my bra. And I'm like, you think I want these? Like, <laughs> This is not something I want right now. And I was still wearing like basketball shorts and yeah. t-shirts. And my mom started making me like carry a purse during my cycle Mm. so I was like can I just put in my backpack she's like no like you have to start carrying a purse now yeah and for me that was like a really big like girly yeah it was too girly because I was like what are the boys gonna think like because that's who I just fit in with you know at the time so that was like my experience when it came to being more into boy things Mm -hmm. there was like a certain point where my mom like put her foot down and was like You've got to stop hanging out with boys the same way that you used to. Yeah. And come over and hang out with girls and like be more feminine, I guess, in a sense. And so that was. Well, maybe it was less about you being masculine or feminine and more about your developing your, you know, your body's growing and 
these boys' hormones are also... We were nine. So their hormones weren't really kicking in until we were 12. Well, that's true. I just... It was like a little bit of overprotectiveness, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I, I get it yeah. at the same time, you know. I don't know what it's like to raise a girl, so I can't really do my input with that. But right. I know that I genuinely enjoyed being around guys more because I didn't have to talk. <laughs> and I think that was the you best thing. You didn't have thing. to talk, period, or you didn't have Not to much. talk about I didn't have to talk stuff much. that you didn't want to talk about. Like, we were playing sports. I could go outside oh. and throw the ball with them, like, and that's how it kind of was for me mm-hmm. growing up was that Cause, like, there were weren't more a lot of... shy. Yeah. So, so you were like, this is perfect. Right. I don't have to have we conversations. We don't have to do anything like... but shoot hoops and... Yeah. I don't know. What <laughs> shoot hoops? I could shoot play hoops. I could play horse. Ball. I could play horse. I was not. I made varsity, though, in eighth grade. Basketball? Well, in sixth grade. In basketball, I did. So you were good. I could shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. And I was tall mm-hmm. for my age. Okay. <laughs> I've been five foot five since seventh grade. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. I was, I was tall for my age. And now, mm-hmm. and then it, I remember, like, thinking that I was going to be like five, nine and here I am at five foot five, even have been (laughs) since seventh grade have not grown even a centimeter. So (laughs) again, that dream died like a fiery death, but that's a wonderful dream and appreciate it. Yeah. Encourage your children to dream (laughs) y'all for real. Yeah. Carter's got some wild aspirations for himself, which do it. Yeah. I, I hope, I wish you the best of luck. Um, he just wants to play Minecraft. I mean, but maybe that's, he'll build his own video game one day. See, you know, that's what I told him. I was like, Hey man, like you love these video games. Um, you really love them. Did you know that you could, you know, be like a video game designer and design your own video game, come up with your own concept, you know, this, this, and that. And he's like, Nah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So he he's a, a Minecraft lover, which is fine. At least he's fine. entertained by something. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's it's another one of those things where you just are like, you want to water, you know, whatever mm-hmm. interests your kids have because you never know what they, you know, are gonna come up to be. Yeah, you know, maybe he is gonna be. An engineer. Some sort of, yeah. Yeah. Minecraft engineer or something like that. And video game engineer. Yeah. You just have to, you just have to go along with it, which sometimes it's hard without somebody else there to kind of like bounce off of, which I have my mom, you know, I have my sister, but it's just not the same as somebody who's as invested in his life as you are as a parent as I am. You know, you can't at the end of the night, you can't go, oh, what are we going to do about <laughs> yeah, this Minecraft obsession? You know, should we should we get him coding classes? Should we, you know, should we try and do this? Should we try and do that? Like yeah. you're it, it's all in your mind yeah. and it's all course. by yourself. And that's tough. That's tough. I was I was telling somebody the other day. She was like, man, I don't know how you do it, which is another thing you hear a lot as a single parent, which I appreciate the love, but I also don't know how I do it. Right. I'm struggling. It's a mystery. (laughs) It's a mystery even to me. Um, And she was like, I would not wish um, single parenthood on like my worst enemy. And you're like, it is, it's not, I mean, like it's, it's rough, but it's not that bad. It's not like a curse. Right. (laughs) Like I'm not like... You know, like it's not like cancer, right? Yeah, like I'm not like, terminally <laughs> single parent. I might be, but that's a different story. Um, but I was, I was telling her, and I was like, you know, honestly, like the the worst part about it is not even like the financial part. It's not cleaning up after somebody by yeah. yourself. It's not, you know, this is like the worst part of it is is not having that other person to kind of at the end of the day kind of decompress and bounce things off of and just talk yeah. to and like share it, like, it sounds simple but like share that life with yeah it's different because like you said they're not no one's as emotionally invested as you are right 
in your child. And even from the time that like they're babies. And I remember having those moments where I was like, oh my God, he did this today. And wanting to call and like share that with somebody Mm -hmm. or, you know, honestly, even during my pregnancy, because I was alone, I was living with my parents, but Mm -hmm. they can't give that same kind of support. Right. And so I didn't have that whole excitement with somebody else where they were like, Oh my God, I'm so excited for this baby yeah, to be here. That was, it was so sad. It's really, yeah. And it's like really lonely. Like sure. I had friends, like you were excited and you know, my parents were excited, but it's a different kind of relationship of, Hey, like we're going to raise this child together. Like this is something that both of us made, or even if it's like a step parent and they step in mm-hmm. and they're that other person that can help and help guide you and help guide them. Yeah. So it's not always put on you. Right. So you have to be the bad guy and the good guy oh my all the time. Most of the time, the bad guy, Most because of the time the bad guy <laughs> it sucks. It really sucks it because then he goes to grandma or he goes to auntie and you know, they want all the fun parts and it's like, yeah. even if you're all in the same room, you know, there's been times where I've had trouble getting these other people to discipline him. Mm-hmm. And if you think about, you know, the nuclear family, like what that looks like, you've got a mom and a dad and a brother and a sister and a dog, and then you've got a grandma and a grandpa and an auntie and an uncle. And, you know, whenever they're all together, grandma and grandpa don't have to discipline. No, they're because, the fun people. Right. right. Auntie and uncle don't have to discipline. Because there's, you know, a strong foundation. There's a strong base back at home who's setting rules and setting guidelines. But for single parents, even the people, you know, in your life, which, again, I'm so, so grateful for all the help, all the time that they've spent, money, like everything. I'm very grateful for. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's hard to get them to be on the same page for discipline. Yeah. You know, and it's like, how can I like be the only person disciplining him and telling him to do this, this or that. And like you step in and you're like, Oh, well, no, it's fine. Like, first of all, that's very confusing for him. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it makes my job 10 times harder. And it's disrespectful to you. And it's disrespectful to me. Like, Number one thing, like, please stop doing that. Yeah. I've already told the child no. Right. Like, don't tell them and go behind. And like, I had a really tough time with my mom because Mm -hmm. she used to jokingly tell Asher that I was a bad mommy. (gasps) And if I went and let him get his way and she was like, oh, she's just a bad mommy, isn't she? And I'm like. Uh, and, and I it know used that's to crush my soul. Like, I know that's a joke, but for like kids that young, they're yeah. going to start going. If you don't agree with me, right. you're a bad, you're a bad mommy. mommy. And, I'm like, <laughs> oh, uh, no. and the first time he said it, because of course they repeat what they hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I remember the first time he said it and I was like, that hurts mommy's feelings. And he's like, well, grandma says it. And I'm like, oh, oh and what do you, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you, mom. There's nobody <laughs> above grandma. Nobody nobody above grandma can do no No wrong wrong. none you've it's a battle that you've already lost before it began it's crazy there's nothing you can do about it at all and it's you know like I think for me also because I have shared custody Mm -hmm. with Asher um and having that back and forth of him going with his dad on some weekends and then coming back home, Mm -hmm. even that dynamic change. Mm -hmm. Um, and his dad is a disciplinarian Yeah, and we discipline in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so that for me, I feel like our conversations and our communication isn't where it should be Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. And I think a big part of that is the fact that he's married. So there's like a certain boundary that neither one of us really wants to get into. Mm -hmm. And not that we want to like cross some like forbidden boundary, but even just the discussion, like I don't think we're comfortable being open enough with one another about him Mm. when it comes to like how we're raising him. Yeah. Because I know for me, it's uncomfortable sometimes because it's a dynamic of two other people. One other person who was in his life later on. So 
I know for me, even navigating that whole thing of Asher getting a stepmom was huge for me. It's scary. And you're Mm -hmm. like, who's this other woman? Like, what is she telling him to do? And it's like, not competitive, but just a strange dynamic of having another mother figure in their life. And especially for me, because I had done pretty much everything by myself other than my parents being there, right. which yes, they helped, but they weren't parenting him. Yeah, I was still the parent. I was the one, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was having that other woman and mom figure step in. You have to kind of like, I yeah. would be competitive with it. I would not. I, I've got a lot of growing to do <laughs> within myself well, before I too. feel like I yeah. can accept a stepmom in his life. I will own up to that. I, yeah. I feel like on a lot of levels, I'm a pretty decent person. Um, I mean, on, I like you. I'll keep you around. Thanks girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on that level, I'm terrible. I'm petty. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't like it. Who are you? You're not his mother. Yeah, Ugh. I know. And Ugh, I it scares me. I don't like it. I am the opposite of you. Like it scares me and it was scary. But as you've seen in the way that I navigate that relationship, Which I'm really well, super timid though. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, it's like I pick my battles when sometimes maybe I should have picked that battle Mm -hmm. instead. And sometimes I'll like sit back. Um, I showed you the picture today Mm -hmm. where I'm a gun owner. Mm -hmm. So I love my gun. Mm -hmm. Asher knows about my gun. Mm -hmm. He has been safe around my gun. I know that his dad and all of them have guns out there, but seeing that picture of my little baby boy holding an AR was kind of like, why is, why is, why does he have an automatic rifle in his hands? Like I don't, he can't even tie his shoes. I don't trust this kid to brush his teeth at night by himself without me telling him, Mm -hmm. but we're going to trust him with a gun, even though his dad was there and he's teaching him and he's teaching him gun safety. That's good. In the back of my mind, it's still like, what are you doing? doing? My baby. (laughs) Why? And so like, even with things like that, I kind of have to step back. I can share my views let them know my input, but it's one of those things where I know they live out in the country. Mm -hmm. They are very much all about their guns and their (laughs) America. Um, (laughs) But you know, so that's the, that's fine. And obviously some things have changed since Asher was conceived, but Mm -hmm. that's where they're at now. And there's a certain level of respect that I have to have and maturity, even though it pains me sometimes Mm -hmm. to just let it slide and let, while my son's safety is always Asher safety is my, my top priority. I know that his dad's not putting him at risk, even though it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I know that he's safe with them and he knows more about guns than I do. So it's, if, if there's anybody that should be teaching him about guns, right. It should be his own father who, has his best mm-hmm. interest at heart and knows about guns. Right. So that's that's very comforting. I just won't look at the pictures anymore. Yeah. Just yeah, stop. Fine. Tell them won't. to just don't send me anything. There I you appreciate go. you involving me, but no thank you. Leave <laughs> me out of that part. Which I know I'll get to that point one day. I know because I would like to be married, which means Carter will have a stepdad. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, He's very excited about every time he sees me open my Tinder app. He's like, what are you doing? Are you on Tinder? Am I getting a new dad? And I'm like, oh, my God, the pressure. Get away from me. Mind your business. Let me handle this part, please. Oh, God. That's hilarious. And so I know one day I'll get to the point where I'm going to have to be. I mean, well, I mean. That being said, I don't know if his dad plans on being in his life ever. His yeah. dad is currently living out of state. Um, he's the last time he saw his dad, I think was like at his first birthday. He's hasn't talked to him. He does not know about him. Um, that's definitely going to have to be therapy session 
numero uno. Yes. Once I find a therapist for him, which I am looking, um, that's definitely the first thing on the agenda is, hey, um, his dad's not in his life. Go. <laughs> take take it from here. Here are my notes. Help <laughs> help me. Help me, please. Yeah. Um, so if if his dad ever came back and decided to be active in his life and truly active, truly active and, you know, got married, I know that at some point I would be like you, you know, mm-hmm. very cordial, very okay with it, very nice and yeah. accommodating and for those eye twitching moments. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. There will be there, some. There still are. There, there's <laughs> deep always down in my soul. <laughs> deep down in my soul. I will always have that petty competitive side to me well you're his mom and it's like yeah i'm his mom yeah like yeah i i remember um there was a certain point where she had wanted him to call her like mama and then the first initial of her name and it made me cringe and want to vomit like i just remember (laughs) this overwhelming feeling of being like oh like no like you're just you're who you are. I feel because. like in order to have that kind of relationship with somebody else's son, you have to have a really good relationship with that, with the mother. Yeah. And we just, we're not there. Yeah. I don't even have a really good relationship with his dad. We have a right. cordial relationship. We don't cuss at each other. We're not, <laughs> you know, and even all of that, it took a while to even get to that point because mm-hmm. I mean, you remember again, we're not throwing shade on him because he's great now. But there was a long time where I couldn't say anything that he perceived as telling him what to do or being bossy and he would shut down completely. And then I was just the bad person Yeah. when during that whole time, you know, he was always welcome over. Mm-hmm. He could always come see his, see his son. I never kept him away from him. And at the end of the day, it was a decision that he made not to be there until he decided to be there right he was ready he got a wife and but yeah that made him ready so you know um but it did it took a while until he got to that point and so the basis of our relationship I think even when he got married Mm -hmm. he got married and tried to keep it a secret yeah that's weird which was weird to me when she got pregnant they tried to hide that it was weird to me that these things, because we hadn't been together since Asher was conceived. Right. So there was no like, Oh my God. There's no jealousy. None of that. Right. Because I saw that how he acted before her. So why would, there was none of that. And it was just this whole, like when we finally got to that point, why are we still trying to hide things? And I think there's a distrust that I have now because of those little things. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you hiding a marriage that my son, that Asher was in, Yeah, you know, he was in the wedding. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <so> <laughs> <fucking> weird. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're just going to take him down here. And, um, Oh, by the way, do you have a size three T suit for him to take with you? Boutonniere. Yeah. Like, yeah. So no reason. <laughs> that was, weird mm-hmm. um and so i think you know like we've talked about there's um, a certain level of respect with every relationship that you have and i think that he and i are still building that level of respect so that we can build from that yeah um i know that i could respect him more and i'm sure that he could respect me more so we're just at that level and until we finally get to somewhere where we're very both just really respecting of one another Mm-hmm. of everything that that encompasses we're not going to get to a point where we're having those conversations that necessarily need to be had more often mm-hmm. and those great co-parenting relationships that you see yeah. you know the birthday party looked like that like we all had just a great because there were a lot of us there i was gonna say maybe to somebody else but it didn't look like that to me well you know me that's different yeah so you know having all three um mother of his children there well two of us and then the wife so three first of all okay so at asher's birthday party i brought mira a gift because obviously she did all the work all those years ago she deserves a present she's doing most of the work now because he stays with you most of the time yes that is a lot of work 
And I remember like I, I was giving you the present or something. We were sitting there at the little pizza table and I was like, here, you know, you did all that work all those years ago. And he said like, oh, I did some of the work too. Did he say that? Yes. And I just like looked at him and I was like, barely <laughs> anyway, like barely, sir. <laughs> you like, you didn't want to show up for the first two years. Like you weren't there through the yeah. whole entire pregnancy. What did you do? I mean, he donated sperm. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up two years later mm-hmm. to collect on his donation. Yeah. So <laughs> there was. So, yeah, he's never going to listen to this. The the, the dynamic was not even. <laughs> I mean, I could I could see it. I could sense it. Well, you could sense it. I didn't like it. But yeah, I'm sure to. It looked like we were one happy blended family. Yeah, like the Brady Bunch. And I said that, too. <laughs> When someone was talking about like all the kids that they have, I was like, "Yeah, it's like the Brady it's Bunch." Like the Brady. <laughs> it is. We are sometimes. Well, they are. I'm. I'm not involved in that. I'm the outskirts, <laughs> watching, mm-hmm. watching in. But um, yeah, like marriage and thinking about having somebody else come into Asher's life too is terrifying. Yeah, I think that's a big part of why I'm single. Mm. commitment phobe issues yeah. also because you know mm-hmm. other stuff mm-hmm. with the parents and whatnot but I think a big part is just having to share him with somebody else and I don't trust people yeah so just having somebody else come in and have to step in as like a parent figure figure because mm-hmm. at the end of the day no I'm not looking for like a replacement for his dad but right. you if you're with me you're going to be a parent figure right period yeah and I I can't even imagine what that looks like for like for me to see that in somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. It's scary. That's definitely something you're going to have to figure out. I'm just going to be single forever. Like it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I don't want to be. <laughs> I'll be at your wedding. So yeah, it's fine. You will be in my wedding. Yes. Not just at it. Oh yeah. That too. <laughs> um, but I've always been afraid of, because I think I think Carter might have a little bit maybe bipolar. I know he's got ADD. I know he can be a lot to deal with, and I think my biggest fear is like, and it sounds it sounds dumb. It sounds like rude and selfish, but I'm like, how are they going to handle his attitude or his outbursts yeah. or his episodes or like you know whatever may happen like but that's not selfish because you have to think of those things you know i mean the thing is that if somebody comes into our lives as like a love interest for Mm -hmm. us because of the type of women that we are and mothers that we are Mm -hmm. that automatically means that they're going to be a parent figure yeah period Mm -hmm. so knowing how that they would react to outburst or any kind of episode or an attitude says a lot about that person. You know, I mean, I've told you with Asher's dad, there was a certain point where I saw something ironically enough between him and his older son Mm -hmm. that had happened. And I remember thinking in my head, like, what am I doing here sleeping with this man when I can't even see myself having a kid with him? because of what had happened with him and his kid. Nothing Mm -hmm. terrible, but it was just one of those things that I'd observed. And I was like, I don't want that in my relationship with my kid and, you know, his dad. And then I was already pregnant. So here I am. (laughs) But you have to look at those things and their interactions with your kid, because I mean, they're, they're our hearts. They're everything to us. And we can't just bring other people into their lives that don't know how to handle shit. Like, if you're not patient enough to handle a kid's outburst, because kids are going to be kids. And our kids are honestly, we may be biased, but we have really great kids and really well-behaved kids, you know, for for the most part. I mean, like, they have their moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are really well-behaved kids. Yeah. And to have somebody come in and if they can't, they can't react well to just one outburst Mm -hmm. or an episode or if Carter ends up being bipolar, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever 
the situation is, then they're just not for you because they're not for him. Very true. That's true. So it's not a selfish thing because we have to think about the whole scope. And like I said, it scares me. It scares the shit out of me Mm -hmm. to think about having to share him with somebody else that I'm bringing into my life. You know, he's only met one person that I've dated ever. And it wasn't even, he didn't meet him on a level of, Hey, this is mommy's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. It was just, this is mommy's friend. Mm -hmm. And then that guy turned out to be an asshole. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he couldn't bear to be around him. And when I started to see that where he didn't even want to be around my son and I didn't even introduce him until like three to four months after we were dating. Yeah. So at that point, if you still can't see me with him, like we're a package deal. We don't come separate. You can't, you can't buy a la carte here. (laughs) So hashtag boy mom (laughs) (laughs) seriously Uh, oh man one day one day we'll get there if i do get married it'll be you'll be you'll be in my wedding but it won't be here in the states it'll just be like you and him and the child i know yeah i feel like (laughs) i feel like i disconnect when i say the child but like it it, i feel like it sounds worse (laughs) Then you know how I talk about Asher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my child, by the way. I just refer to him as the kid or mm-hmm. the child because that is what he is. Mm-hmm. He's the baby. He's the person, the little one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look up the word for the day mm-hmm. for coconut oil. Okay. Um. So... There was one that I found that I really liked, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> Do your best, and this I, will just be an extra hurdle for me. <laughs> I will do my best. Okay. Um, so I would think that. Oh, I'm trying <laughs> This is terrible. Like, I really don't know how to pronounce this word. Um, I'll pronounce it, are you? and then I'll guess the correct All right, definition. Cool. I'm just kidding. L-I-B-R-O-C-U-B-I-C-U-L-A-R-I-S-T. <laughs> okay. L-I-B-R-O-C-U-B-I-C. B I C U U L A L A R I S T R I S T Libra Kubricus. <laughs> that was close. Okay. Um, it, I think it's Libra Cubicularist. Oh, I missed. Are you going to get a bunch of letters? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What does that sound like to you? <clears throat> Someone who loves to go to the library. I hate you for being so close, but yeah, it is someone who likes to read in bed. (gasps) That's me. I know. Did you pick that? I picked it for you. Oh my God. (laughs) That's so cool. So that's what you are. You can learn how to pronounce it. I'm never going to say it again. I will just YouTube it. (laughs) Fair enough. enough. (laughs) I did not do that before this. So, (laughs) Uh, but what was your healing moment this week? Did you have like. A moment with Carter, your coconut oil moment. Um, I had a couple. He's been sleeping in his own bed, which I know you may be like, he's nine year old, no. nine years old. Of course, he's sleeping in his own bed. No, he doesn't really like to do that. He likes to sleep with me. He loves cuddles. It's been a little bit of a challenge to get him to yeah. sleep in his own bed, um, but he has been. For like the last couple of weeks, honestly, I've been very strict about it. You'd be very <laughs> proud of me. Um, and in the morning time, waking him up is really fun. He's like an old soul in child's body because he wants to get up early. Yeah. He wants to get up early. He wants to put on his robe and he wants to drink hot tea or go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um which I don't really want 
do any of that. Um, as a bartender working late nights, waking up at 630 in the morning sounds like a punishment, <laughs> not a reward. Um, but we tried it out and waking him up early and seeing his like eyes light up and, you know, getting his robe on, getting his hot tea, just kind of like being in his element. That was just really cool. And it, it definitely makes me want to do it more often just so that I can see, you know, how happy, like it makes him yeah. happy. So it makes me want to do it more. Um, it's, it's good for me <laughs> to get up early <laughs> and get stuff done. Like who would have known that I gave birth to my own <laughs> life coach. <laughs> It's like 6.30 a.m., hot water and lemon, three-mile walk, be ready. shower, be ready, meet me out front. No. Um, but I think that was a little bit of a healing moment because it was it was a, a side of him that was all him. That's all him. Yeah. <laughs> That's not me. And I got to see like a little preview kind of of his own self coming out, and that was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. What I about like you? That. What was your coconut oil? coconut coconut oil <laughs> moment this week uh, my moment specifically with asher i would say was his birthday like the aftermath of his birthday party mm -hmm. and him telling me multiple times how much he loved it Aww. and how much he enjoyed it and it was his favorite thing ever and then he's got this thing where it's so funny um you know our grandmothers were very close to us and they were our best friends. Mm -hmm. And there are so many moments with him that I see her through him. Oh. And so me and my grandmother used to hang up the phone and we would say like, I love you. And she'd say, I love you most. And then we go back and forth. Stop. And me and Carter do that. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Sure does it all the time. And this past week was just like so intense. Every single time he would tell me that he loved me or I would tell him I loved him. And he was like, but how much do you love me? Because I love you more than that. And it was like this little competition and yeah. I just see a glimmer of her in him. And it just, it almost reminds me like that she would be proud because she got to meet Asher when he was a few months old and she passed away before mm -hmm. he was one. Yeah. So just having those little moments with him and, you know, after his party, having him kind of show me her through him was, yeah. those are my healing moments. I love that. We'll have to talk about our little peach and frog. Yes. Um, our grandma's, I call my Nana um, or peach yeah. on another episode. But thank you so much for tuning in again to Coconut Oil Podcast. Um, I'm Brittany. And I'm Mira. Life happens. And coconut oil helps. Um, don't forget to tune in on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Um, please leave a review. Um, just let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. What you'd like to hear. Yeah, any of that. If um, you can relate to any of this. If you can relate, yeah. Because we can talk. Let us know <laughs> because it's all real. <laughs> it's all real and it's all here for you. Um, also, follow us on Instagram. At coconutoil.podcast. Yes, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>